When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Oh, not so fast, because it's time for Purple Access. Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, the Star Tribune Sports as Declan Goff is always uh, executive producing things for us here. Uh, Purple Access brought to you by both our friends at... Uh, Surly Brewing makes such an outstanding beer. And also TCL TV. If you're not watching those these Vikings wins on a TCL TV, I got a suggestion. Make a change. Get uh get yourself a TCL TV. Great picture, great quality, more from life. All right, Chip Scoggins, let's just start with it. I, I haven't talked to you on this show since last week, and uh, certainly want your thoughts on what was one of the craziest, wildest Vikings games that you have probably seen in your years covering this team on Sunday in Buffalo. Yeah, first of all, we should call this the sick edition, right? The flu edition. We both yeah. we yeah. both felt like we're not good. I've had a cold for like that <laughs> linger. It's been I've had a cough that has I'm not kidding you lingered for like I don't know three weeks. It's ridiculous. I know. So if we hear if you hear us coughing, uh, yep. that's the reason. Uh, oh, not frauds anymore, Judd. Can't call them frauds anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're legit, man. Buckle up. This <laughs> is you know it. it when it was 27-10, if you watched Twitter, you knew what the narrative would be after the game. They haven't played anybody. They, you know, the record's inflated, blah, blah, blah. And then to see them dig in and make the plays that they made and show the toughness that they did. Um, it, for entertainment value, as good as you're going to see, yeah. we talk all the time about how bad the NFL product was. That was the other end of the spectrum there. That was high-level stuff. Um, they're legit, Jen. I mean, they may have flaws sometimes. They may not be their best sometimes. But this team now has a trait of making the clutch play when they need it. And we've seen it in games where against inferior teams when they haven't played that well, but they've made the play. We saw it here in the most dynamic way where they had to make plays against a really good team, and they did. So, I mean – that. We we can stop with the fraud stuff and the and the yes. record being uh, fool's gold because it's it's legit. Yes, which in my opinion was is as important to them as us because you know o- O'Connell said in, in the uh, in his post game address to the, the players which they, they now put on the team site which is which is good stuff because it's intriguing mm-hmm. to watch what he actually says to the team. Um, 
you know, make no mistake, this this win was important to them. Like they were, they heard the questions. They all did. And so like this whole thing of, you know, and we, we always get this. We always believed. We always, no, you've got to pass some points as well. And so I just think organizationally, this was absolutely huge uh, to prove to your, to prove to themselves that they could come back, that they could beat a good team, that they could do mm-hmm. it on the road, fa- facing yeah. a ton of ad- adversity. And so um, they aren't frauds, and I think it's incredibly important that they now say, oh, you know what, we are for real, we know it because we did this. Well, I mean, it's human nature. I'm sure they, they believe that, yes, they're a good team and the way they're winning and all that, but they're also saying, you know, we haven't played our best and we haven't seen that. And I don't know that that was their best because they, they still made some mistakes. But you know they left that game with a ton of confidence. Like, holy cow, we just did that, right? We just beat, went into a game. Not only did you go in there and win, which would have been impressive on itself because everybody was pretty much counting as a loss, but the way you did it, falling behind by 17 and having to come back and make just felt like 500 big plays they needed to make. Um to, to pull that off. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guarantee you um, the confidence they gain internally, whether spoken or unspoken or just how they feel about themselves is different after they left that game. Where do you put this, this now at eight and one season? Because you, you know what? I know the 2017 was a magic Case Keenum Carper ride, and I know it was yeah. special. This, to me, feels more like 2009, personally. Yeah, because it's unfair to call 17 horseshoe, but it did feel a little bit like, okay, they were getting every every break. Now, it did feel like that a little bit this year, where you've dodged, you know, Tua. Um, you haven't played your best, but, you you know, you've won some of these games. Um really haven't been hit, uh, knock on wood for them, hard by injuries and, and, you know, uh, key spots. And so, but this team has talent, Judd. And and this is not a fluke. Um, You're seeing really, you know, you think about, like, there's questions about this defense. Okay, is Pat Peterson old? He's having one of the best uh, seasons of his career, Judd. You can't believe you think, well, okay, maybe this is a year where he really kind of falls off the cliff or shows some shows his age. Not at all. Harrison Smith's playing uh, really well. Um, we saw Kendricks, you know, he, he, he missed some tackles, but he's, he's playing well. Um, Bradbury has bounced back and played, you know, respectable football. So this is not um, the, the area of concerns that we had going in and you weren't sure how they were going to go, they've been better than what we probably could imagine. Yes. And so I don't yeah. think it was ever, I don't think it was ever an issue of the talent on this. It was the depth. It was um, the age at certain spots. And so far that has not been an issue at all. If I had handed you the box score from this game last week, and I had said, I'm not going to show you the final score, but what I am going to show you, Chip Scoggins, are Kirk Cousins' final stats. Uh-huh. You would have said, "Oh, that didn't go very well. They clearly lost." Um, and so, like, that's where, but that's where the whole team thing. And here's the thing, too, Kirk. You could say whatever you want, but again, when it was time to make plays, he participated at the very least in making plays. And so, the, that's the other 
weird thing here. I, I think we fall so in love, and and we're all guilty, but we fall so in love with stats, right? That yeah. we just predicate things on stats. <laughs> Kirk Cousins' stats, Kirk Cousins' play against the Bills was not very good, but they won the game, and you can't say he didn't play a role in that win. It wasn't good until it needed to be good. I mean, yes. the, the, panic, the panicked interception, I thought it was just going to completely unravel for him. I wasn't... He clearly thought he saw a Vikings player, right, and just panicked and threw yep. it, and he threw it. So, yep. I, I'm not sure last year, the previous years, because of the tension that he felt on the sideline, if he would have not just come completely unglued and thrown two more <laughs> and just not played well. But he has, yes. but he has been emboldened and made to feel that you can make mistakes, and so. I mean, the, the throw to Jefferson, fourth and 18, now that's a little bit of a desperation. you got to make a play there. But um, think about all the plays, the scramble that he had, the just the darts that he threw. He does not let mistakes affect the rest of his game for him like we've seen in the past. And I'm absolutely positively shocked. But credit to him. Like, yeah. I am – like, this is not the same guy in many ways. And it's a better guy. Um, yeah. you you know, take your stats and shove them. Stats. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Stats. I, I don't. Now, if he if he throws five interceptions, we'll care about stats. But if if he throws one or two, and um, you know, the, the second one, it was just you know a, the panic throw. I you know. But you got to move on. You got to move on. I don't think we're going to see that again. That was a, a brain cramp. Okay. Um, but it was the way he responded and doesn't get down and keeps being aggressive. I think that's the the takeaways is is you know he he's just showing a resolve or uh an ability to to bounce back from you know kind of those blunders and not let it affect the rest of his game and that's that does feel like a shift to me and I, and and I don't know that he's ever <laughs> I don't know that he's playing better football in his career than he is right now and his stats would would tell you otherwise but I I don't care about stats He's never been this clutch, not even close. It's not no. even close. He's had he's played better football for Kirk Cousins, but I but again, that goes to things we don't we we don't put a premium on. His personal fans do, but yeah. they're not really Vikings fans. So well, and he's he's the thing is is like he's made clutch throws before. Go back to the Saints playoff game. I mean, they're those throws he had to have there. But it's just like consistently every week we're seeing something from him. Yeah. It's the consistency of that you're seeing this now when he gets in those situations where you have like a do or die drive or you got to have something, you, you just expect that he's going to come through and make the play. Yeah. And I think that's the shift for me where you just have the uh, – I have so much confidence in that he's going to come through now in those situations where in the past you're like, oh, gosh, where, you know, this thing's going to unravel. It just feels like a completely 180. 2018 to 2020, we can we can list on one hand his clutch throws. Uh, the the past to Thielen in Philadelphia in 18 was a beauty – uh, yeah. To your point, the 2019 pass, playoffs game. But we can list those on one hand. The last two years, I'm going to give him some credit because he did lead some comebacks that were very nice yeah. last year. Not like this, but he did it. Um, but but you know what? I'm going to give you the perfect parallel to what transpired, I think, with the picks and especially that second one on Sunday compared to old Kirk, okay? Do you remember the game? Was it last year or two years ago? The Vikings are in San Francisco. And he's playing great at that time. And he throws a horrible A pick. horrible one. Yeah, yeah. It ruined him. Yeah. Like, he went yes, off yes. the cliff there for not just the rest of that game, 
But for an extended period, it ruined him. That's the difference. Yeah, I, I remember that. They didn't return that for a pick six, did they? No, I don't think so. It was just a bad pass, and it submarine the Vikings. It, but it's kind of moving on. Yeah, it just came unraveled. Yes. Um, and again, I, I think that goes back to just the relationship that he has with O'Connell and what O'Connell has done with him in terms of making him feel that mistakes are okay and that being aggressive is the way to, to go. And um, and it also helps that when you have a wide receiver like Jefferson to, to stay aggressive because you know that's going to win more times than not. I mean, Judley, that was an all-timer for a wide receiver. I mean, Best catch I've of, ever seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one catch obviously is, you know, historic, but that just you watch that game and it felt like a guy who was not going to lose all the catches he was making and mm-hmm. difficult in traffic taking hits. Um, he was not going to lose that game. It's a, it is you know it feels like it's going to be you know and I'm not saying it's going to end with a championship but it feels it what feels like it's going to be a special season and is shaping up at eight and one to be this is the Greg Lewis play though. This will yeah. be that catch will be the defining regular season. Now, now the Favre to to Lewis one came in week three of two thousand nine. This comes yeah. in week ten. But this right, this is the defining catch. This is the one. Like of all of the things, to your point, Chipper, tons of things from that game to go back to and be like, it, it shifted here, it shifted here, it shifted here. Fourth and eighteen. I went back and watched that catch again about five times yesterday. Yeah, and it's it's an uncatchable ball. Yeah, well, I you know I, I did a my football across Minnesota club. I talked to receivers, you know Chris Carter and Larry Fitz, and and a couple of them noted um, that that receiver helped him out, or that safety helped him out by trying to catch the ball too, instead of batting it down because he basically stopped it and allowed Justin to rip it out of his hands. But can you imagine, like you're falling no. backwards, you have no control of your body basically. But still have the wherewithal to tuck you know wrist and, and pull it away from that guy. So I will, I will, to a large degree, fundamentally disagree with guys who played the position and were Pro Bowl players. And here's why: the Rashad tip drill pass catch to end the game in '80 at the Met. Okay, <clears throat> that's a ball that needs to be batted down. And the Browns player tried to catch it, and he accidentally tipped it. It got caught. But when I go back, because I was going back and saying, did the did the corner help him? The corner has, I mean, he's a grown man, he's a grown-ass man, okay? <laughs> he's got both hands on that football, and these guys are strong as hell. Justin, his left arm is dangling, so he doesn't have the leverage. He's got one arm, and he's going like this. Yeah. Um, he, he, I'm not going to fault a guy too much who has both yeah. hands. I mean, the, the, the incredible in, in nature. Real time, yeah, in real time, you're thinking, I got to catch this ball. You're not thinking probably batting it down. No, no, a tip drill, you know. A, a hail mary pass end zone, bat it down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think in that moment where you know ball's coming to you, you're going to try to catch it. You're not thinking. And you're like, he was like this with it. Yeah, and it is amazing. He was able to control that through the ground, didn't hit the ground, contorted his body. So I mean, and tossed the and ball that, because he knew the clock was running and just tossed it to the official. That's right, Judd. I mean, most guys would be doing cartwheels. And or signal, and he jumps up and hands it to the official because he had the wherewithal after the maybe the greatest catch in NFL history to get right line back up. I mean, just yes, I know. about that was just amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, that game 
it felt like the Vikings lost it five, four times and lost it, won it four times and lost it four times. It, the swings of emotion yep. between the Cousins run, the sneak, and the Hendricks, uh, Kendricks um, fumble recovery, and then, <laughs> then the uh, the play that should have been reviewed and not called a catch. I mean, I think Kevin O'Connell probably died five lives in that game. Um, you wonder why coaches age and gray quickly. Yeah, <laughs> like, like presidents. That That's why. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely, and and I don't want to hear about luck too because the Vikings created a ton of. You, you create and and you know Chipper in '09 with Favre we saw the same thing. That team had had in air quotes luck as well, but you create yeah. that luck it, and yeah. maximize it and and so well luck. I mean they didn't have any luck because the doggone uh, officials didn't call the one review it. That could have cost them the game. And then they had you know when Dalvin gets thrown for three, they got twelve guys on the field. And they don't catch that, so it's like they overcame some bad luck too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, the They didn't get, and I ordinarily don't complain, but they did, yeah. but between between like Hawkinson and Jefferson's jerseys being tugged on, but then the 12 men on the field to completely yeah. miss that, you know, I mean, yes, they they definitely, again, you go into a hostile environment, you win that, that game, that is that is a team that, that deserved to win then. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo's really good, I mean, just think, like, the Diggs catch was the second-best catch in that game. <laughs> I know. Which, you know, that's a highlight play, too. But they're good defensively. Um, they're good. I mean, they'll be, you know, they'll be there at the end probably, too. And, um, yeah, the, you know, the, the, I know fans are upset with the jersey tugs in the end zone. I, I do think they let both teams, the cornerbacks, be physical. Um, I'm sure the Vikings got away with some, you know. Sure. Some physical stuff, too. But the, I, there's no excuse for not – Reviewing that one catch. I mean, nope. that, that was so close. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how. And how do you not kill 12 men? <clears throat> I know. Well, they have one guy specifically that does that, so I don't know if he just <laughs> miscount or didn't do it or what. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, it, it, you know, it's amazing how the perception of that team changed over the course of the final 30 minutes yes. or 30-plus minutes of that game. Yes. You go from – Judge, you know what the narrative was going to be. Ah, this team's really not that good, and you know it should the record. And now you go from that to holy cow, they're you know people are putting them number one in the in the uh, power polls. Yeah, and that here's what that game did for me. That game legitimately now makes them, in my opinion, a Super Bowl contender. I think so. I don't know if I would call them. A favorite because you still got the Chiefs. The Bills would be incredibly difficult. I mean, the, the even though they lost, AFC ha- has some you know very good good teams. And yes, um, I just think the Vikings can now be grouped with the best of their own conference. Which you know, yes, Vikings, yes. Philly. I think San Francisco's San Francisco. They're very physical. I mean, we we saw them here. They'll kick your ass. Um, yeah, we saw them here for that that joint practice. And you're like, man, this team is physical. I love it. Um, but yeah, but I mean, after watching the way they battled and played in that game, and and really the way they found ways to wins, you know, up and you're not going to say, wow, God, they're they're overmatched against. Yeah, Philadelphia did beat them up pretty good there, but um, 
Philadelphia also lost a game the other night when they didn't look that good. So it happens. Um, you have to look at the whole thing. So I, I think – I don't think it's hyperbole or wrong to say to alter the expectations of this team now based on what we've seen. I mean, competitive rebuild, <laughs> throw that out the window. We're not yeah. here – we're not talking competitive rebuild anymore. Yeah, and and – O'Connell has done a better job than anyone could have expected. Like, I mean, he does set that tone, and he's the guy that's got Kirk. You know, this Kirk doesn't change without the right guy. Yeah, it's funny. I was I was annoyed with his play calling there in the first half on the third and one. The yeah, third two passes there, and I was like, ah, did, you know, is that a rookie mistake? Was he just kind of getting caught up in the motion? But, man, the way he's called it down the stretch and – Particularly, just the way he's the um, the way he's handled the team. Yes, the the yes. you know, just giving them this freedom and, and creating a, an atmosphere where guys can be themselves and not beating them up all throughout training camp. <laughs> Remember, we were wondering if that was going to be an issue. You know, really not hitting and not tackling and going half speed through all those. Or like you know, some I remember we talked about. I was like, at some point, you know. This is going to have to be a physical team, you know, and, okay, we can put that narrative to bed, you know. Um, he's, he's done a masterful job uh, of really – we talk about culture a lot, but his culture, you can see it, man. I mean, it's it's yeah. real and it's evident. Absolutely. Um, with with D- Dantzler now on on IR, so he's going to miss three more games. Yeah. What is your what is your concern about cornerback? Because um, that is definitely <laughs> thin, and it, do, it didn't appear that Booth – uh, and, and I know he, that he was put into a tough, uh, tough predicament after Evans got hurt. It didn't appear that Booth was extremely comfortable. He got taken out. So th- yeah. that that would be one with this three game stretch that the Vikings are about to embark on, where I think I would be a little bit concerned. Yeah, I am because they're getting thin there. Uh, we'll see what Evans's status here. He's in the protocol, um, but he's a rookie, so you, you know he's still going to have his kind of even when he's oh, in he, there. He did on Sunday. Yeah, he, he did on Sunday. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a concern. You're you're getting thin there, and um, you know I don't know if there's anything they can do on the practice squad or bring guys up, but I mean it's you're going to have to scheme around it or figure out a way to help those guys back there. Um, and you're right. I mean Booth had it. You know he had his moments, but shoot, he gets thrown in there and put on Stefan Diggs sometimes. I mean, no question. I, I'm not sure I would lose confidence just because that I means Stefan's going to make a lot of people look bad. It's, it's a tough situation for a rookie to go in who hasn't played a whole lot in that environment, and then you, you face one of the best receivers. So, um, but it's yeah, it's until they get Dantzler back, it's a concern. Next three games, so so you're coming off this big game, and we've seen yeah. this before. We've seen it before, Chipper. Um, it's a huge win. It's a great win. It's cliched as hell, but you do have to you do have have to uh, basically immediately or very quickly turn the page, i.e. I. 2017, the miracle to Philadelphia. Um, yeah. What What is your thought? I don't know. Concern's probably not the right word. What yeah, is your I, thought process on this? Yeah, um, I'm going to be out there uh, later today. This is Wednesday. <clears throat> yeah, I'm curious to see kind of what the tone is. But I do think um, O'Connell will be good about this, about how he handles it. But I think more than anything, is like, you got Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith and Dalvin Cook and Kirk. I mean, you have guys, leaders who've been through this, who 
know the business, know, okay, you have to put that as great as that was, you got to put it and, and move on. So I don't think it'll be a problem. I mean, we see it all times, you know, teams come out flat, but this is a, you know, this is a big couple of days for both O'Connell and those senior, the veteran leaders, seniors. 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 They are. Pat, Pat P is like getting the AARP card in the mail in a couple of days. Senior discount. Um, Perkins. That's pretty good deal. By the way. That's right. Uh, but this is a, a big couple of days for them just to kind of recenter. Right. Um, and not only like emotionally, but man, that, I got to imagine we're sitting there things like think about how much just physical energy that they put on that field and yeah. leave it all on the field. They did. Uh-huh. So not only do they have to, I'm, I'm guessing these going to be a couple of light practices to get their bodies back. And you know, Connell's been great about that. Um, but it's, but it's physical and emotional and just kind of get recentered. And, and it's hard when you have a, a, I mean, you know, Royce, call it the best regular season game in 62 years of Vikings. So imagine how those guys who were in it felt. And, and O'Connell said Monday is, the, you know, maybe the most unique game he's ever been in. Yep. So you can't just like, okay, this is just a normal, you know, normal Sunday. It wasn't a normal Sunday. Right. But, but they got to figure out how to get, you know, beyond that and get, uh, you know, refocused on this week. And plus, now, Chip, you, you go Cowboys on Sunday. You follow that up with the Patriots on Thursday. So, like, this is this yeah. is going to be this is going to be the ultimate test in some ways of the mental toughness. Yeah, and at least you're home for the Thanksgiving one. You yep. don't have to travel, so that that always helps the you know the team that's at home. Um, but yeah, it's um, I mean two games and you know this shortest span is like one physically just getting you know as, as recovered as you can, but two just these are a lot of big games in a row. <laughs> you know, I mean Thursday or Thanksgiving games always special, and uh-huh. that feels like it has a uh, you know an extra juice to it when you're playing on that day. So it's fun though. I mean, think about it. just like how, oh, how much fun this season has been after the misery of the last couple of years. And that team was just, you know, just the air around it. I mean, this has been so much fun to have this. It reminds me of Oh nine. It really does. It does. Where you just feel like there's something special brewing here. And that bills game. I like that. That is Pat's right. That might be, the greatest game I've seen, just as far as entertainment value, the back and yeah. forth, a really good team go, going against, a, a, you know, you're down 17 points. You're like, okay, they're yeah. dead. They're dead. And they come back. And and you know what? Dalvin Cook, credit to him. That yeah. run, and it was blocked up well, but yeah. that, eight, what, I think it was an 81-yard touchdown run? That 81-yard yeah. touchdown run took that game from, oh, boy, this isn't going well, <laughs> to, oh, okay. They've got a at least an outside chance. I mean, that shifted that that single play. I think shifted the whole mentality of that game completely from they're probably dead to okay, they got a chance. Because it's it's the way it happens. Because one, you score in thirteen seconds. You don't have like you don't need a six minute drive that eats up the clock. And two, that just takes the wind out of the other team's sails when yep. you're leading big and the guy pops an eighty one yard touchdown run like that. I mean, imagine what that did to the Vikings sideline and conversely what it did to the Buffalo sideline. They're probably like, okay, uh-oh, this thing's not over. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, he showed great bursts there. Um, you know, was, wasn't getting much before then, but Jefferson had a crazy good block on that. And then God, he's good. Dalvin made the, you know, the one guy miss and then just out outrun everybody. So um, that's the thing. This team just has a knack for making that play when it has to be made. And it, it's a trait that good teams have, right? Yes. I mean, 2019 had it. 
Part of it is, Judd, because they got the skill guys to make it. Yeah. On both sides. You know, I mean, the Patrick Peterson, I mean, those are great plays that he read just perfectly, you know. Prediction for Sunday. Cowboys, what do you think? I think they win. I think the Vikings, uh, the Vikings, um, I, I, I do think they'll bounce back. I think because of their experience and the veterans they have, I think they'll, they'll bounce back and play. Well, I think, you know, U.S. Bank Stadium is just going to be unhinged. 320, 325. <laughs> Get your be, cocktails, baby. It's going to be unhinged. And, um, you know, you got to introduce the offense last and have Jefferson run out the last one more set. Unbelievable. And then, um, you know, the Cowboys, after, you know, blowing at the Green Bay, and I'm sure there's maybe not finger pointing, but frustration there and kind of letting one slip away. So I, I like where the Vikings are at. I think they win. I think the home crowd is going to be a huge factor for them. Um, and so I, I just think they, they keep it rolling. Great stuff, Chipper. I'll talk to you next week, man. All right, brother. We'll see Take you. Take care. Bye. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.